0: ...mystically named Sonny, had put her Grade II-listed cottage up for sale. She was moving to India. The cottage was right in the middle of Stowe. She's splitting the property in two, explains Maggie. The cottage is one lot, and then she's selling off the rest of the land separately for development. Apparently it's got full planning permission to build a new Cotswold stone house. Architect's plan's thrown in, Sonny says. Well, a cottage is worth a once-over, I reply. Did you know it's got the biggest inglenook chimney in the whole of Gloucestershire? And there's a little window in the kitchen that's supposed to date from the twelfth century. Maggie groans. No way! She shakes her head. It's so dark. It's got minuscule holes for windows. We'd both go white and shrivel up if we lived in a poky little place like that. This is the same argument we've been having for the past six years. Maggie wants a house with lots of light. I need one with character.' We've already rejected scores of gloomy, quote Maggie, Cotswold cottages, and soulless, quote me, airy bungalows. It's not that Maggie hates character, nor that I loathe light, it's just that we have different priorities, and what we do have in common doesn't help either. We're both stubborn, so we need a place with both. They do exist, of course. Peer into any Cotswolds estate agent and you'll see them— usually called Regency Mansion, with many original features. They come with those big square-paned windows that nearly reach the ground, and usually start at around £2.5 million, about £2.15 million more than we can drum up. What I was thinking, Maggie continues, was why don't we go for the bit of land, not the cottage? We could maybe build a home on it ourselves, something that's exactly what we're both looking for. I don't mean you and me actually laying the bricks and doing the plumbing, but get one built to our design. Well, it's hardly going to have much history to it, is it, if it's a new build? Humor me. Let's look. So, that's what we do the next day. Me dragging my heels and getting my nose ready for some turning up. Sunny leaves us to wander about on our own— the land is overgrown with privet hedges, as wide as a bus, unpruned rhododendrons, the odd fruit tree, knee high grass, and there's a weedy bit of gravel at the far end where Sonny keeps her VW. On the far corner by the road is a bunch of old garages, a bit like the ones you see around the back of every 1950s block of South London Council flats. Admittedly, Sonny's version doesn't have chipped blue paint on up and over doors sprayed with Kylie is a whatever. Sonny's doors are old-style, creosote-daubed swing-openers, and stow-on-the-world doesn't do graffiti, unless you count the mason's mark scratched on its church porch. We have a poke around inside. Behind the end-garage door there's a carpet, a couch, and a little sink. "'Sonny works as a chiropractor,' Maggie explains. "'She must use this bit as her consulting room.' The inside of the rest of the building, though, looks like a place that giant spiders and rats might call home. We can make out a back wall, four or five metres high, fashioned from irregular Cotswold stones. They're supposed to be honey-coloured, but are as grubby as a Victorian factory chimney. With a bit of struggling over heaps of broken roof slates and shifting of rusty wheelbarrows, we also see behind the grime and cobwebs that the two end walls are built the same way, they look solid enough, says Maggie. Uh, I add, I tell you what, they look pretty old to me. We stumble back into the daylight, and what's more, this bit of land is a burgage, I say. Maggie's used to my pseudo-academic burblings, so she ignores me. Some burgages in the North Cotswolds, I persist, go back over a thousand years. They had a cottage at one end, like Sonny's, then vegetables and a few chickens and pigs down here, where we're standing. Leaving Maggie working out the direction of the rising sun, I start to stride through the undergrowth to pace out the length of the land, scraping my forehead on a damson tree almost before I've started. The burgage is a classic length. It measures two perches wide by twelve long. That's a perch, as in a rod, pole, or perch, found in lists of antique units of measurement, a perch being the length from the back of the plough to the nose of the ox— to save you nipping out with a tape measure to check, and that's about five metres, apparently medieval ploughs. And-